With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome back to another episode of Canal Street Chronicles. I am your Tuesday host, Shem Hanks. On Tuesdays, we're going to be looking at news, we're going to be looking at notes, we're going to be looking at news within the team, we're also going to be looking at news from around the league. The biggest news of the week is that the Saints are back. That's right, Houdat Nation, the Saints are playing football this week. I actually thought that they had the most ideal bye week that you can have, right in the middle of the season. I think that's perfect. The scheduling gods really smiled upon them. This week is rivalry week. As the saying goes, to hate like this is to be happy forever. The Saints are playing the dismal Atlanta Falcons who are looking for answers. I think the biggest news of the week is that Dan Quinn wasn't fired. Yep, the Saints got lucky. They get to face Dan Quinn once again. Looking at that Atlanta team, I think one of the biggest news items to look at for them has to do with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, statistically speaking, isn't really having a bad season, but the team is not very good. Would it be better for the Saints to face Matt Schaub? For sure. Am I concerned about them facing Matt Ryan? Not really, no. Matt Ryan, newsworthy, he was held out of practice yesterday. It's just that first Monday practice. I wouldn't read too much into it. We'll know more by Wednesday. If he doesn't practice on Wednesday, I don't think Matt Ryan's playing this game. But another player for Atlanta was held out, and that's Desmond Trufant. Now that is definitely a big person for them to lose as, well, Michael Thomas is having a truly special year. If you are trying to roll out there with the second, third, fourth string cornerback against him, it's not going to go well for Atlanta. They need Desmond Trufant to come back. And turf toe. Hey, turf toe is a gnarly thing to try and predict. For those of you who play fantasy football and have Devontae Adams know, turf toe can hold you out for multiple weeks and is just an unpredictable injury. But taking a step back for the Saints and really looking at this next quarter of the season where they're at home against the Falcons going to Tampa Bay, at home against Carolina, and then back to Atlanta, four division games in a row. This is truly an opportunity for the Saints to separate themselves. I mean, they're already separated from the division, but separate themselves from the rest of the league. The Saints actually got a bit of a blessing. Unfortunately for for me on the last podcast, I was talking about how the Packers were the biggest threat to the Saints going forward. And the Chargers made the Saints look not very good. Granted, I think that the Chargers team is a lot better than what their record has shown and what they have actually put out there in terms of their record. Nonetheless, the Packers looked very beatable. Their kryptonite was clearly on display. And so going forward, 
the Saints have a strong chance in these next four games to go 4-0. I think they can do no worse than 3-1, but legitimately 4-0 is what they have to be looking at at this particular schedule. Getting the Falcons team twice, uh, Carolina, maybe they even have Cam Newton back at that point, which I don't know if Carolina is any better with Cam Newton than with Kyle Allen. And then in Tampa Bay, as we learned on Sunday, Tampa Bay, you can throw against them. Everyone has a big game against Tampa Bay. The Saints returned to practice this week. Sean Payton, Coach Payton, gave the Saints the entire week off. Smart, veteran team, has playoff aspirations, made deep runs to the playoffs last year. Let them lick their wounds a little bit. Now, when you get a week off, there's always the fear about rust. And so I was very curious about what that first practice was going to look like. And an additional note, we'll know more about Alvin Kamara and Jared Cook on Wednesday. The first injury report's going to come out. I know everyone's hopeful that they will play. The offense is (laughs) leaps and bounds better with both of them. And so getting them back is going to be a huge thing going forward for this team. Let's take a look around the league at a couple of newsworthy items. One, the Browns have come completely unhinged. The Cleveland Browns lost to the Denver Broncos in Brandon Allen last weekend. Now, granted, it was a home game for the Broncos, but Cleveland won there last year. And then during or after the game, Jermaine Whitehead had an absolutely wild string of tweets go out. You can see the frustration boiling over from within this team's locker room. Jermaine Whitehead's comments were completely inappropriate, and so he was let go by the team. Now, this Browns team going forward, how are they going to bounce back from such a terrible start to a season? And I know there was so much hype about them going into the year. I'll admit to you all, yes, I was one of the people who got sucked into the hype where early in the offseason I had them winning the AFC North. Granted, before the season started, I moved them to not winning the AFC North. Unfortunately, I had the Steelers winning the AFC North and Baltimore not doing very well. Turns out Baltimore's really good and the Steelers don't have Ben Roethlisberger. But Cleveland has a lot of questions, not a lot of answers. We're only a year and a half into his career, but Baker Mayfield's got to start showing something. He had a lot of hype going into this year. He had a great end of the second half of last year, but if he doesn't get it together with that talent on offense, people are going to be using that dreaded bust word with him. In other news, the Miami Dolphins starting running back Mark Walton has been suspended four games for his three offseason arrests. Hey, the Dolphins won a game this week. I did not think that that was going to happen. I thought this was a straight up 0-16 team, but the Jets have their own struggles. Can't believe Adam Gase is still around. For those of you who play fantasy football, you finally get to see what Kalen Balazs has in him as the starting running back going forward for the Miami Dolphins. So the online version of Canal Street Chronicles, we had one of our writers, Bob Rose, 
posted a poll asking everybody who was the offensive MVP for the Saints so far this season. Now, they gave four four potential uh, selections. One, Michael Thomas, Teron Armstead, Ryan Ramshack, and Teddy Bridgewater. To no one's surprise, Michael Thomas was truly dominant in that poll. Uh, he has definitely been that offensive MVP through the midway point of the year. Special season is what we're looking at for Michael Thomas at the wide receiver position. On the other side of the ball, Bob Rose also posted who was the defensive MVP for the Saints so far this year. Hopefully you all went on and voted on it. If you haven't, you still can. To no one's surprise right now, Cam Jordan is also leading that. I voted for Cam Jordan as well. I think he has been the steadying force on defense. I think he has been their best player. But right now in second is Demario Davis. Number four is Marshawn Lattimore. In number, nope, number, I guess they're tied. Marshawn Lattimore and Von Bell are currently tied in percentage, but Marshawn Lattimore has a few more actual votes. But I'm actually surprised that Von Bell is doing as poorly as he is. He would be my number two guy so far for the year. He's having 52 tackles, two forced fumbles. He scored a touchdown. The weird statistical anomaly is that he has two, or not two, he has four, four fumble recoveries, which those are kind of a random thing anyway, but that he's had four through the midway point of the year. That's impressive. Now, if you all listened to my podcast last week, I gave you my midseason MVP, my midseason defensive player of the year as well. I did not subscribe to the Russell Wilson effect before last week. Russell Wilson, what a crazy game he had against Tampa Bay, right? I mean, he must have listened to that podcast, heard that I was not a believer and went out there to try and show me up. And he did. Now, granted, I will admit that the Tampa Bay defense is not very good in the secondary. And he lit them up. Now, my premise was also right in that the Seahawks team has some problems because they also let Tampa Bay just run wild against them in their passing game. This is no longer a Legion of Boom Seattle team. This is a Russell Wilson will throw you a victory team. Russell Wilson probably has moved ahead of Christian McCaffrey on my rankings for uh, player of the year or MVP, but barely. Christian McCaffrey also had an incredible game. Going into next week, or no, I guess three weeks from now, that's going to be the entire Saints uh, preparation week is how do you stop Christian McCaffrey. How many guys do you put on Christian McCaffrey? And I think the biggest news of the week was the Patriots lost. The Patriots lost. Down goes the tyrant, but only in one game. And it was a game where Baltimore was coming off a bye week, had 14 days to prepare. They were at home. It was a primetime game. Lamar Jackson really ran all over the Patriots. So Patriots are going into a bye week. How much can we read into it? I feel like you can read into it that Baltimore's for real, that they should win their division and be a threat to beat anybody. 
because of the dual threat that is Lamar Jackson. Congrats, Lamar Jackson. I put you in my top five for MVP. You made the cut. You're playing Cincinnati this week, so I imagine you'll move up a little bit higher. Now, once again, I told you my defensive player of the year, and I was uplifting this Patriots defense, talking about the entire Patriots defense should be defensive player of the year, and Jamie Collins has been the best player on that defense this year, so therefore, Jamie Collins should be the front runner for defensive player of the year. And then the Patriots did that to me on Sunday night, took that big loss from Baltimore. Their defense just could not stop them whatsoever. And, well, Jamie Collins probably still my defensive player of the year at this point, but I get it. I looked foolish. Hopefully they'll make me look better going forward. Oh, I was also going to bring up that Josh Gordon, Seattle did that amazing performance by Tyler Lockett, by DK Metcalf, by uh, Russell Wilson, and they did it all without Josh Gordon, who is now a Seahawk. Is it going to be the Percy Harvin effect? Maybe. I see a little bit of that Percy Harvin effect going forward, where Pete Carroll is so desperate to try and get a super talented player that also has off-the-field issues. And if you talk about extremes and coaching style... You put Bill Belichick on one side, very strict, absolutist, his word is law, and go to the completely other end of the spectrum where Pete Carroll is very empowering, wants individuals to be individuals, and as such, we'll see how Josh Gordon can can handle that environment where you're given a lot of freedom, you're asked to be an individual, and let's also be, be real here. The state of Washington has fully legalized marijuana, so Josh Gordon has had some off-the-field issues with that particular substance. How will he handle complete exposure wherever he goes to marijuana? And with that, hopefully you all enjoyed your Halloween last week, and today is Tuesday, November 5th. It's Election Day. Please get out and vote. Now, I don't normally combine politics with sports, but something that I do believe in is that everyone should vote. So if you can take 20 minutes to listen to this podcast, you can also take 20, 30 minutes, research candidate, go out to the polls, make sure that you fulfill your civic duty. So that's my challenge for you today is go out and vote. We will have other podcasts on Canal Street Chronicles uh, previewing this Atlanta Falcons game. I'll be back with you on Thursday. I'll be talking about the injury reports that come out on Wednesday. All right. So until then, who dat? I'm Shem Hanks. You can always tweet me at Shem Hanks. Talk about uh, my terrible selections for MVP. That seemed to be a, a popular pastime on this particular Sunday. But until then, talk to y'all Tuesday. Bye.